It's time to chit chat. I'm Richard. Let's talk about what's streaming, what I'm liking, what I'm not so much enjoying, and maybe even some random tangents along the way. All right, let's chit chat. Not that I would ever go this far, but do you know those like comedian comedians or those people who like get sucked up by the right wing and they mm. just love them so much? And yeah. so like I feel I feel like Ben Shapiro is the prime example of this. A legitimately like smart, intelligent guy who got seduced by the right. And he's like, Oh, what's the thing that makes me the most cool and lovable? Spouting off like awful rhetoric that in like it, you know, it inflames and emblazons the right, but is totally uh, sabotaging and sacrificing my own intellectual integrity does that make sense absolutely yeah so so i don't want to do i like no i would never go that far but i am afraid like in my pursuit of validation that i will lose myself in the um you know but then there's the lady gagas of the world who oh yeah literally just i'm going to be as shocking as i'm going to be shocking as hell to get your attention now that i have your attention now you know i'm so goddamn good i'm just yeah. going to do me now deal yeah. with it yeah, she has raw monster talent, and um, you're right. At first, like, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race, um, mm. at the back seasons, and it's so funny to see the journey of Lady Gaga through the eyes of drag queens as she's becoming <laughs> famous, because they all talk about her, and then they impersonate her on the Snatch Game uh, little segment of the show. Oh, and, wow. And at first... They're like, I'm going to play Lady Gaga in the Snatch Game. And RuPaul's like, but does she have a personality? Like, are you able to capture her? Because we don't know that much about her yet. She's Ooh. just an up-and-comer. And they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I know anything about her. And I'm like, I'm so surprised and shocked that there was a time that Lady Gaga was famous, but we still didn't understand who Lady Gaga was. And so it's yeah, interesting. She, she was just the meat suit lady. Meat she was suit like, lady. I wear puppets on my face, mm -hmm. and I'm really good at singing. Yeah. But now she's like this cultural phenomenon, this incredible, you know, multimedia artist. But again, it's like, was she being true to what she actually wanted at those beginning days, or was she just like, I have to break through the noise somehow? Yeah. So I remember, like, I, I remember reading about her. You know, she was on a. She went to NYU, and obviously very talented back then. Oh yeah. And and people always told like you'll never make it, whatever. And so I wonder what that persona was like a response to that. And you. But then not 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 to like you know two dimensionalize or um uh you know denigrate you know other female artists, but I think Nicki Minaj is an example of, is like she she sort of also become like a very extreme like pop icon. Um, whereas um, maybe Lady Gaga's become more conservative, someone like hers become more extreme and like louder and bigger and whatever. And so I always wonder, yeah. and I'm I'm not the judge, but like you know, who who who's to say um, what identity is and how it's influenced by the market or not? Anyway, right. What was your thought? Well, no, but that that's going right off what I'm thinking too. Is like Lady Gaga had to be out there and do pop popular music, but. Then once people knew she was talented, she's like, now I can do um, show tune type duets with Tony Bennett. It's fine because yeah. people still like me, even if it's not the most popular <laughs> genre. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I was wondering, was that part of the master plan, or was she like, I legitimately like being out there and different? And then she's like, I'm kind of over this. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna switch into something new, because what? Because one of the back to TikTok, one of mm. the um, you know, one of the uh, words of caution is like, if you want to get TikTok famous, you know, try new things, and then eventually people will like something and then they'll expect uh, you to do that thing three times a day, yep. every day, four months until they get sick of you. And it's oh like, my gosh, yeah. man, chews you up and spits you out. That's true. Um, I don't know if you follow any YouTube stars, but they're going through a lot of growing pains because after a, over a decade of being YouTube famous, now YouTube is different. And so all of the old YouTube stars are like, what do I do? This is my identity. I'm a YouTube star, but no one will watch me. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it just must feel like, you know, those people who in their heyday must be like, only up from here. And it is, it must be, because there, there is no rising star forever. And so you, you, you can't base your self-worth or your validation just based off of numbers and like exponential growth because it, it just it can't be sustained mm -hmm. and I find myself like you know I just posted a TikTok video that got you know almost a, three quarters of a million views and I was like back on it baby and then I posted more and you know the back didn't back into a couple hundred and it's just this weird place of like one I've, I've, I've had some success like I've shown like I'm able to create things that people like and two it hasn't really amounted to anything other than like a little bit of self pat on my back and like oh people are engaging me how nice but it hasn't actually helped me like progress any of my goals and I'm still doing it Richard because I think like I buy into this digital American dream of like this guy had oh. no following a year ago and now he's doing a show in New York and LA how cool is that that could be me that you is know? so the American dream right now <laughs> oh geez <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's so much more nuance to it. Like, it's no longer, she's either got it or she had it. And baby, <laughs> I got it. There's, you can't just say that. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's just like, you know, and I work in the, um, I work in the, the ad space down here in Utah. And so I've, I've, uh, uh casting for commercials and working yeah. in the film industry. Really fun. I've seen. Yeah, it's been. I've been so lucky to, to to fall into that and have it, you know, pay the bills and support my family. But um, um, but it's been so interesting to see these people, who were like, who have either successful had successfully had shows or a YouTube channel or a movie or whatever, and it just made me realize, circling back to how improbable is like life happens spontaneously. Also, the life of fame and like something that that a lot of people actually enjoy is also a miracle in its own right. Miracle of because miracles, yes. you have to be talented. You have to have legitimate chemistry with the people you work with. You have to have the market reach and the marketability and the resources to push you through the hard time. And all of those things have to happen at the exact same time. Yep. And that is insane and mm -hmm. almost impossible to predict. Yeah, totally. I think it's... It, there's no map, you know, there's no guidebook that can tell you, like, even before all this technology was rampant like it is today, I remember checking out books at Barnes & Noble or something that's like, this is how you get into the film business, this is how you get <laughs> into this business. But even then, I was like, this is improbable, but it's even worse now with the saturation, I think. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, like, I, like, obviously 
there's a direction that you go, and the best you can give is that's direction. I don't know how. There's some basic principles. Like I truly believe networking is everything. I do too. Against, yeah. Which sounds like so silly and stupid, but you just need to increase the number of social interactions you have. Yeah. And then th there there are some principles like guiding principles. Like people hire their friends. That is true for everything. Yeah. And then the second thing is is in order to be successful at anything, whether it be the entertainment industry, you have to be undeniable because every action we take is a risk, is a risk. It doesn't matter how good you are, how awesome you are, you are just a number because at the end of the day, you are a risk. You could send in a tape to a show and have them laugh their asses off. Like, this guy is hilarious. He's the next fill in the blank. But unless they're like, well, what's a social media following? Well, how does he test with fo with the focus groups? And oh, the fact yeah. that, that they would e you'd even have their ear is is statistically unlikely, um, which is kind of which is kind of a bummer. But as creatives, like we feel a drive to do it anyway, because like, what option do we have? Just not do it. Just do nothing. Right. Like, what else is there? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For um, I had a question. Do you still yeah. do like stand up things ever? So I'm an improv comedian. I've dabbled in stand-up, and I, I think I it's it's just such a uh, – I, like, hate it. Like, I love stand-up, but, but stand-up is just so much more in demand statistically, like, yeah. undeniably so. Yeah. So this is going to get nerding in the weeds, but when you do Facebook advertising, you have to pick your audience based on – there's interest-based uh, targeting. Yeah. And when you type an improv comedy, let's say for an improv show or a class – and you type it in with like a 10-mile radius, at least where I, where I live, it's like not enough people are interested in this. Make your audience broader. But the second you type in stand-up, everyone loves it, yeah. And, and what I don't know, and this is something that I have um, struggled with as an improv community because I want the art form to be validated just as much because I've seen how yes. awesome it is. Yeah. Is, it just, is it just because of the history? Is it just because people like Bob Hope and Jerry Seinfeld and all these people threw it into the mainstream and people go, yes, that's what I want to do and replicate and do 400 times over. Or is it just that the art form in of itself is inherently better? And that's something Whoa. I struggle with creatively because I've, I've been trying to get, um, I've been trying to get an improv show on the year for a decade. I tried to work with BYU TV because they did it. They took a chance on a sketch show down yeah, here. that was really big. Yeah. Uh, and then they didn't pick me. They took my idea, but they, uh, uh they went with a, with an improv show and it flopped. It tanked. Well, I'm I like, just, well, think why was that? The people, I maybe it could be the people that they picked. I don't know. Or the marketing or any of the other, those factors to catch lightning in a bottle that wasn't there. Cause I thought they were talented, but yeah. there's so many reasons why things fail. Um, and so I'm like, what can, can I tell you my, um, my, my, my probably my biggest project I'm working on right now that I'm most excited in the world of improv. Of course. So my my dream and my goal is to create is to legitimize improv in the mainstream the same way that stand up was legitimized, and the way I've been able to do that is I'm creating uh, a show on the Angel Studios Network called Dry Bar Unscripted. Ooh. And it is the sister channel to. Drybar comedy. Have you have you um, have you seen or heard of Drybar comedy? All the time on my Facebook pages. There's plenty of videos that pop up all the time. Yeah, they're blo they they blew up. And what they did was basically what they proved is you don't have to be an Aziz Ansari or a, or an Amy Schumer or a Jim Gaffigan to have a comedy special. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of really talented in demand stand ups 
who are like stuck in dive bars and you know maybe they have their own following in Minnesota or whatever and they put mm -hmm. them under one roof and people said oh I love Kellen Erskine or Steve Solberg or Mary Mack or whatever these no names before and so um, what we're doing is we're creating the sister channel of that where we're, where we're going to be flying in the best improv teams groups and duos mm. from the world to give them legitimate improv specials so that hopefully one day people say, oh, I love such and such group or such and such duo. I want to be an improv comedian and clubs start hiring and Im improv comedians. And they start traveling around that way. I love and it. I, I, and we're, uh, uh, we've got Colin Mockery, who, uh, who's, who's agreed to come on as executive producer. We have Harmon Brothers, the viral ad agency, who's going to market it. Uh, we've got Angel Studios, who created you know The Chosen and Drybar and these other big viral hits. And so... This is like my last push, man, because if this doesn't do it for me, I don't know what is going to help move the needle for, for improv in the world, or at least you know what, I, what I'm able to influence.